Hello and welcome to season four of Buzzwords, conversations about teaching and learning at SU, where we talk about working, learning, transforming, and performing at SU, and maybe even a little bit more than that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's transformative teaching and learning team, led by Karin. I'm interested, Lucas. My name is Joey Gariziak, one of the TriCasters, I guess if you will, for this podcast. I'm the director of esports here at SU, and I'm joined by some wonderful co-hosts, as well as our producers for the season, which will be Sean Kelly and Xander Merle-Smith, a combination of all of our past season's producers. But on here with my uh, other TriCasters, I'm joined by... Melissa and Scott. Melissa? Tricaster. That sounds like a fishing term in some <laughs> ways. Um, Melissa Smeltercraft, head women's basketball coach. I am also teaching one more class than Joseph is. <laughs> I'm at an adjunct Joseph. this semester. At one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited we're back for season four, guys. Yeah, I'm excited too. Scott King, another of our tri-fold podcasters. Podcasters. Um, also, the, uh, the admin for the show I get to read through today. We have some new music in season four that goes along sort of with the performer's theme. Our new intro and outro music is called Best Time from FAS Sounds. So thank you to them for posting that music for free online for us to That's steal. That's such a perfect name. Because I always sounds? have the best time. What, FAS time, Sounds? You guys. Oh, Best Time. Best Time, because we're having a I good time I always have the best here. time. Um, Throughout the three seasons of the podcast, we've now gotten 1,520 downloads from subuzzwords.podbean.com. We're still at 10 five-star ratings. Thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed. Please continue to follow us, even if this episode doesn't live up to our high standards, but it will because we have a great guest. Please continue to it follow us. It won't be us. the guest's fault uh-uh, <laughs> if no, it doesn't live up our, to our high standards. It'll be our TriCaster's fault. And Venice. Uh, tell your friends, subscribe them. We've got a new theme this season. So we've had teaching, we've had staff, we've had transforming, and this season our theme is performing. We're going to talk to performers from across the university, people who perform for a living, such as in the conservatory, and people who are just really good at their jobs and are good performers. I've even got some new music for the performing New theme. sound bites, huh? A new drop. Let's see. I wish everyone could hear the exhaust (laughs) of the bus that is right outside of eSports. If that doesn't come across, it was a fanfare. (laughs) (laughs) Insert fanfare. I think it came across. (laughs) Oh, good. That's how we do our high-tech drops. It sounds like we're at the first Olympiad. That's right. We're going to all perform. Who's our guest on this first uh, yeah, so our first guest is going to be an awesome start to performing, and this guy is absolutely an incredible performer, and really excited to get to some of our new things that we have also going on in our podcast for season four, which Scott will talk about a little bit more. Uh, but as always, we'll give a quick bio about each of our guests, and today we are joined by Ryan Romine, Associate Professor of Bassoon in the Conservatory. Uh, Dr. Romine has taught bassoon and music theory at Shenandoah Conservatory since 2009, While at SU, he's also worked in various other capacities, serving from 2019 to 2022 as the conservatory's assistant dean for recruitment, 
and in 2018 working as a co-creator of the conservatory's groundbreaking collaborative learning venture Shinco Lab, which is absolutely fantastic. I, I want to hear more about that, Ryan, at some point. As a bassoonist, he's dedicated himself to a career presenting classic, rediscovered, and new works to audiences worldwide. In 2019, he published Bassoon Reimagined, an extended technique source book for bassoonists and composers, receiving high praise from reviewers in the U.S. and abroad. Ryan contributes to the academic side of his profession through his work for the International Double Reed Society, IDRS, as its bassoon editor. Originally from Newark, Ohio, Ryan holds his undergraduate degree in music education from THE Ohio State University and his MM and DMA in bassoon performance from Michigan State University. Yeah, and I thought, well, we're going to hear a performance sample, but for the listeners... We are recording this in our eSports arena, but outside the eSports <laughs> arena, there is a bus that I think is loading some conservatory students onto it. They're going to go perform. Go perform. <laughs> exactly. They're going to go perform. So it's appropriate that we have you know, this close contact with the conservatory in our first episode of the performer's season. All right, so we're going to listen to a piece of music performed by Ryan. This is from his album called Premier or premiere, but if you're French, maybe premiere. Um, Ryan's playing the bassoon, and Song Mi Lim is on piano. And this is a, a little snippet of a solo that Ryan performed. You can hear the piano as well. Here's the solo. That was beautiful. The bassoon sounds so mellow. I'm, I'm imagining that's, that's how it's supposed to sound since that was a very <laughs> impressive piece of music. Yeah, it, it can be mellow. It can be a lot of things. Um, so that was a whole album that you put together? Yeah, so the album is like 80 minutes worth of music and it's called Premiere because most every one of those works on there had not been recorded before. Oh, cool. It's, it's old music, um, but things that have been used to, uh, to really put uh, students at the Paris Conservatory through their paces. It was kind of like their final exam. Like, like at, the end of your, at the end of your studies, there was a new piece that was written for that year. You had a certain amount of time to perform it, and you got up and did that. And if you were the best, you got the first prize, and you got to um, kind of... Uh, have that honor and that was kind of like your entry into professional playing like if you had a first prize from this competition in any given year you probably had the best prospects for a job cool um so what made you want to play that that piece specifically there i thought it was pretty yeah <laughs> sounded pretty to me yeah uh, it's it's a it's a hundred uh, year long tradition they don't do it anymore at the paris conservatory but uh there there's this whole body of works that were written um for these contests and so i've always liked the style of music and um i thought it was a a good project to bring more of these works back in front of the public after having kind mm. of just rested in obscurity for you know sometimes 80 90 years where yeah. did you record it? Uh, uh, Michigan. I, I uh, was a student at Michigan State for my, my master's and my doctorate, and that's where I met the pianist, Song Mi Lim. 
and uh, we also have a good friend who runs a recording studio. Uh, so like those things came together uh, quite nicely. So I did my rehearsing and practicing here. She was in Michigan at the time and uh, did her rehearsing and practicing there. And then I flew up. We had a few rehearsals and then hopped into the recording studio, which is um, not always the most comfortable way to do things, but mm -hmm. it happens quite a bit in music land just because of time and schedules and money. Very cool. Now, and, and beyond just this piece, Ryan, like obviously you perform a lot. You've been like, how long would you say you've been a performer if you define yourself as that? Oh, I don't know. Um, like I remember my first paying gig. Okay. Like, well, that counts. That was, that was <laughs> back in an undergraduate. Um, so I, I got, uh, hired to, to play with the Heisey Wind Ensemble, which is this little wind band in Newark, Ohio. Um, and they must have been hard up. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> what was going on that they needed uh, to hire uh, such a young and inexperienced bassoon player. But uh, I I remember walking in and thinking, all right, like this this feels comfortable, but yeah. also like I get a paycheck at the end of this. This is pretty awesome. Um, so if you're talking about being a paid performer, that was that was the start. And the the poor first bassoon player who had to sit next to me and like wonder you know whether or not this kid you know could actually play or hmm. um or not uh, i don't know what he was thinking but it was a great experience <laughs> yeah no it's really cool do you ever like find yourself getting nervous before a performance like like you talk about the first gig maybe you're a little you're a little nervous before the first one or like if you're on an international stage like do you ever find yourself like nervous and have to psych yourself up for getting on stage and performing oh yeah but yeah. then you like you can't psych yourself up too much because yeah. <laughs> then it, you know you, you get a little too excited. Um, it's part of the game, and and I, I see this with my students as well. But it you know personally like like it it takes a little while to like get my head into the right place to to perform at a high level. Hmm. And um, what I tell them and what I know to be true about myself is it's it's um, kind of exposure therapy that you need. Like the more you do it, the less nervous you get yeah so if i am in a situation where i've taken a lot of time off out of off of performing publicly that first performance back is the one that i'm usually the most concerned about hmm. and it's not that like i'm concerned that i can't do it i'm concerned about my own body's sort of like um adrenaline response mm. to what's happening because it hasn't happened for a while so then you have to just kind of uh understand what's going on physiologically and then and then deal with it um so yeah i try to like keep myself calm i actually try to keep my day as normal as possible yeah there are certain folks like singers especially like they'll take the whole day off and go have a massage and relax <laughs> and they're trying to do things to actually make sure that their voice is in the right place but if i do that like i'm a basket case yeah like i have to have it like any other day in which you go 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 oh oh no, here I am playing. And it's fine because you don't have time to think about it. But yeah, you feel, you know, you feel your, your fingers getting cold. I, I get a little like shake in the back of my neck, which is super inconvenient when you're like actually holding right. something <laughs> that you have to blow into. Sure. Um, but it's, uh, it's part of the game. And I think sometimes people deal with um, stage fright and nerves um, and it happens a few times, and then they suddenly start to think that they shouldn't be on stage, like that they shouldn't be a Because they're nervous? Because they get nervous. But yeah. like, we have to kind of let people know that like this is, this is part of it, and there are ways to deal with it. And really, the best way to take care of like 
of, of, of nerves is really just to do it again and again and again and again so that it actually just feels like a job. Yeah. It sounds really similar to sports. I was going to say, Melissa, it's got to yeah. be similar. Is yeah. there any part for you that you feel like you're addicted to that? Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it is a, an adrenaline rush. That, that, that rush, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you s- give that last answer, and I'm feeling everything you're feeling. Yeah. October 15th is our first day of practice. I'm sitting here going, I don't know how to coach basketball <laughs> because yeah, I haven't done it in funny? six months in terms of the intensity of our team. But walking out before a game, even as a coach, not a player, there is a certain high that I catch, hmm. and I, I definitely feel like I'm addicted to that. Right. And so um, – I can see why it is addicting and there are people for whom that is the thing mm-hmm. for me like i got into into music because i love the, the 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 sort of mechanical physical aspect of playing there are other people who get into music um because they love the adrenaline rush there are other people who get into music because they just like um you know, they, they love how the vibrations hit their body and they feel like they're having a like a religious experience um <laughs> What I find, though, for me, especially because I, I, I'm very focused on like the mechanical aspect of things, is that when you have like a big adrenaline like dump into your body, the um, you know large muscle groups tend to be okay. You could run down a hallway. You could run away from a bear. You know, but if you are trying to take care of these small muscle groups mm. and you're trying to make this very refined motion very slowly or, or very um, intricately, it, it can very much get in the way. <laughs> so what I try to do like in my own performances, I try to have a fast, loud piece first so that even if I'm like shaking a little bit, like yeah. I, can, like, I can work it yeah, out and smart. I can let my body process those hormones that yeah. are happening so that when we get to the quiet thing, I'm centered. But it, um, yeah, it can be a struggle. How do you teach your students how to be ready for that? I throw them in front of. Uh, of you throw them in front. Yes. It sounds aggressive <laughs> right out the gate. Yes, <laughs> I throw them in front of each other as much as possible, yeah. creating situations where they have to play yeah. in front of each other. Make it like game-like. Yeah. Right, like we would say in sports. Yeah. So you yeah. Know, that's like you that's play. so mm-hmm. good. I mean, the only uh, that fear, mm. right? Repetition helps with all of that. So that makes sense completely. Yeah. Joey got into esports for the groupies, so I was really <laughs> that's exactly the why. component to come <laughs> that's in to why you do it. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much why everybody gets into it, I think. <laughs> so, absolutely. So, yeah. He's not that unique in that sense. <laughs> but yeah, in, I mean, in esports, I imagine it's the same thing, right? You need reps. That's why we practice on the stage, because yeah. that's yeah. where we do our competition. So we want them practicing with the audience staring at them, because it's different playing on a stage than it is in, on a side station yep. or a or private room in or your basement. Like that. But what's that? Yeah, it's different playing on a it stage is. than like in your basement by yeah, yourself. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's it's a similar thing, and and I I, I hear the same thing with sports. Like that's why I went sure. to Melissa with that because when I was coaching, it was that same thing. Like you do get that high in that adrenaline mm-hmm. when you're coaching. I was just at a high school level, so I imagine stepping out onto a court in front of a lot of people is very very different feeling. Just like going onto a stage yep. and performing, but it's it's also different because Ryan, like you were saying, you don't want to hype yourself up too much. Because you have to have very fine motor movement. Mm -hmm. And in most sports, hyping up to a higher standard is okay. You can get away with that a lot more. Now, I know you got to be calm and still be collected and cool. But you can get jacked up a little bit more for sports. And you could be like trying to play a bassoon. Mm -hmm. 
which you don't want to be like really amped up in a lot of adrenaline to do that. So and that's hardest, that's a learning experience. The hardest thing to deal with is the things that you really care about. The like the piece that you just want to play so well is the one that's in the most danger of of going poorly. Yeah. Because because you know I could. I could walk into a pops gig, which is what we do. So like, like we have like, you know, we have these big, big concerts, which are like masterworks, they're often called. And those are the, the ones that have like, like the big name classical composers, whether they be from centuries ago or whether it's new music. But then we have these pops gigs, which like you can, you can imagine, you know, um, you know, some of these groups, you know, there's like a big rock band and then they have an orchestra behind them. And it's like this great show. It's this fantastic mm -hmm. show. Well, the stakes are pretty low especially when you're a bassoonist in the middle of you know like electric guitars and a, <laughs> and a huge you know orchestra with like a drum kit like they're probably not going to hear you so it's it's way easier to do well on the things you don't care about <laughs> yeah interesting <laughs> again is, i look at joey <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh what does that mean thanks <laughs> oh brother um awesome ryan well really appreciate you being on here and really excited to get to our rotating segments that we have, like we've done every season for the past three seasons on the podcast, where we'll start off by kind of going around and getting everybody's take on something, but then we have a lot of questions just for you and kind of give you the, pun intended, give you the stage hmm. to be able to talk about, you know, your own perspective on some of these. Uh, but let's start with, as we always do, and all the fans of the pod know, we always start with the highs and lows. And this year we'll be talking about the best thing and the worst thing that's happened to each of us from the previous month. Uh, and and so we will start with Scott on that one because right. this is gonna this can go back all the way to the last podcast we had could have been Oof, over the summer the whole summer yeah. yeah so we should tell our listeners too that this year we're releasing the podcast episodes monthly yeah so they're gonna be um, there's gonna be a lot to talk about hopefully since we're going monthly and it'll be around the second or third week of every month that these come out so here we are in mid September I'm just gonna think back to the past month. So back to mid-August, and for me, um, I, I hate the middle of August because it's like school is coming, and you, you just get nervous and anxious, like sort of like what we were talking about, like, uh, and, and there's some, some, some just anxiety about the new school year, and it's just always, like, I always end up having too much that I put off till the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't end up spending enough time with my family and, and Courtney gets mad at me. And, and I, I end up just being stuck in my office for like weekends in August because I have so much to prep. So that, that happened again this year. That's my low, uh, but the high would be that like once school actually gets here, it is a bit of a rush to like be back with students again, be teaching again. Joey, I know that's like a foreign concept. Yeah, I don't even know what that is anymore. <laughs> but like, you know, you get you are a bit of a performer just on that first day of class when you're welcoming the students and you're trying to get them interested in the topic. And I do I do enjoy that. So low was like the lead up to school starting and then the high was was school actually starting. Melissa, how about you? Uh, I'll say, and I've been saying this all to a lot of people, I think it's really hard to be a coach's wife, and right now I'm a coach's wife, and I am exhausted. Um, I'm trying to let the field hockey season go and uh, support my spouse, Ashley, as best as possible, but man, 
those kids are exhausting. I've got a three and a five year old. So I, I, I certainly look forward to the nights that she's home and the off day that, you know, hope this Sunday will be her first like weekend off day through s- the first month of season wow. already. So, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's a quick, hard, fast season and you want to commit everything to it. So I'm trying to be the best I can, but at the same time, we're s- I'm spending a lot of time with the boys, which has been great. Um, my, my high is this past weekend, first home football game, marching bands, debut, women's basketball team from last year. We mm. recognized at halftime, e- despite the rain, it was just awesome. Definitely like secondhand high of just excitement and just so proud of what we accomplished last year. And oh my goodness, the marching band is giving me life. They're I lit. am so excited um, to continue to follow their journey and their evolution, but I feel like we finally go to a real school. Yeah. And I'm so excited. <laughs> no, they're they're good. And the the yeah. guy who spins the baton. Oh, he's they amazing. Were, it was on fire he, the he, other yeah, day. Yeah, he's yeah. Sick. That that is like so impressive. Not just like figuratively on fire, <laughs> literally, literally yeah, flames. You, you could catch it. On fire? Did he did he spin it on yeah. fire? It, he threw it up in the air. Oh, One, that is not dope. Two, but three. That's wow. Awesome. Yeah, you missed out. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, well, we'll find out that guy's name before the next episode and give him proper yeah. proper acknowledgement. Absolutely. I saw your wife, Melissa, by the way, at Martin's. Yeah. Um, Get I milk at 10 p.m.? Yeah. Sounds it was like right. Right. Yep. I was there. <laughs> it was like 8.30. <laughs> um, and we both saw each other, but I had my earbuds in, and Ashley, I think, was on the phone. And Sounds we both, about right. We this both is just all on brand. Gave a head wave and a and a, a head nod and a wave and then just went on our way. No, yeah. no time for conversation. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. Too busy parents. Too, too busy. Pe- to a point though, like you've been in a town long enough and you see your colleagues in the small town at the grocery store, you're kind of like, do we need to say hi? A ten yeah. p.m. in the milk aisle. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like maybe it's better if we just go. just the head nod and move on <laughs> move, move on about your business ryan how about you highs and Wait, lows peyton oh. is the the baton guy's name peyton gaida if i can read that right uh so good job peyton freshman is he a freshman class of 26 would that be so yeah be first year. Yes. great sorry yeah. first year good job peyton that's awesome yeah ryan how about your highs and lows for the, the past month all right well the high was definitely getting back into the theory classroom so for the past four years I had um, been the assistant dean for recruitment for the conservatory and there was an opportunity this year for me to transition out of that because mm. like when I took on the role I was kind of, I was like mm, I don't know if this is like a forever thing like I find it very interesting I love helping um, but man I love being in a classroom you might not know uh, yeah that <laughs> goes so a classroom <laughs> 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 Thanks for Professor explaining that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was good. So, so like, just to just kind of, like, sink back into, like, really helping um, young musicians understand, like, how music's put together. Like, it feels good. And it also kind of, like, w- we have to be honest, it actually also plays into my, like, like desire to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, maybe that's why I'm actually a teacher. Um, it might not be why I'm, why I'm a musician, but it's definitely why I'm a teacher. It's like I like the, the sort of communal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was great. Now, my, my worst moment, like this is like going to be a downer, but like, like maybe we can like put some perspective on it. Um, my grandmother, uh, who I was very close to, passed away in April. Um, and like that was 
it was an interesting experience. Like, like you know, like you think about like someone who's been part of your life for so long, and then they're just not there. Mm -hmm. um, but we'd had a great time together over the years. Like, so like there was so much to celebrate. But um, a few weeks ago, I had a, um, I was going through my calendar, just trying to clean things up, make sure things are in the right place. And I had a reminder in there that was set annually to, to buy flowers for Betty. Oh. Uh. Um, so it was, it was really kind of like this bizarre moment to like be like, I guess I should delete that. You know, and mm. then you're like, then you're thinking about like all those other traces of a person in your life that kind of either remain because you choose to keep it or, or, or need to go because like that's not necessary anymore. So like, like I still have like their phone number, like in my contacts, mm, right. like mm. that phone number doesn't exist anymore. Right. But I don't know if right. I'm ever going to delete that, you know? Um, and so it just, it really makes me think a lot about like, like what is you know, how, how does another person's presence live inside of you? And how does that follow you around even when they're not here? Um, so I'm grateful for, um, but yeah, that was a weird moment. Like, but Betty, wherever you are. Wow. Joey, good luck following I say, that. How do I, that I, was, I that knew was I should have gone before him. I knew <laughs> I should, because I'm like, I got to play golf a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I had such a good time. Like that was going to be my high point. That was really that good, that Ryan. Thank you for point. sharing that, golf Ryan. Golf is fun for certain types of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, honestly, my yeah, my high is I did get to go play my first full round of golf in over three years, and I was really excited about that. And I shot an 87, which I was really excited that about that good. too. Yeah. If you haven't played, that's really good yeah. for considering he hasn't played in three yeah, years. Yeah, I was very, very excited about that. Sean was also golfing. He didn't cool. shoot an 87. He shot a 95 or something like that. Did you make it through the windmill okay? I did. I made it through the windmill. <laughs> yeah, the clown's mouth as well. And yeah, all that. Yeah. Like, that one's hard. Yeah, those, those are tough. Only getting 87 in putt putt. Yeah. <laughs> cool. um, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and so I was really glad we got to do that. But I, you know, I share a lot of what you all are saying of, you know, school starting up. Um, just being busy. I got to go to England, which is also really great with my wife. We got to leave the kids at home. So that was another high point of mine. Um, my low point, um, my low point was having a bus parked right outside and we're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. Just <laughs> the No, um, I think, I think the, the low point for me over the past month, and it's a little more than a month, is, is my dog passed away. The one that I thought was going to die last year on the show. Um, who came back for another long time, but now he's finally gone, yeah. um, which was sad. It was okay. It was time for him to go, and we replaced him with a puppy about two days later. Um, but it was still like, you know, it's a very different vibe in the house from having two geriatric dogs to now having only one geriatric dog and one very young dog. Um, and, and so it just kind of took a while to get used to that, and it's almost like having kids again. You're up early. You're taking this dog outside to pee, and so you're losing sleep. The dog threw up last night. Oh. Um, you know, so there, there, it was an adjustment period for sure. And school was starting up and the kids were going back to school and my wife was starting work. So it was just a lot of things happening at once. And so there were a lot of like sleepless nights, um, where not a good, a lot of sleep, but those were, that's all I had. What's your, um, puppy's name? Uh, Winnie. She's a poodle. So she's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's 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 her. She's very small, very small compared to the last one. We're not sure if we're excited about that, but she's a very very nice dog, and she doesn't shed, which is by that's far good. the best thing about her. That's a good thing. She doesn't shed. Hypoallergenic, Scott. Yeah, and my kids <laughs> saw Susie's Facebook post about this new dog, and now they think, oh, we can just go find yeah, uh, a poodle. Glad I could help. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, let's move on to the next segment. Uh, Ryan, this is for you. What is your Hornet hot take? This is your chance to rant about anything you would like. Oh, man. I love to rant, and I have all sorts of, of, of things all right. to, to, to rant about. So I'm going to give you the choice. You get four options. Ooh. Right? Oh, you wow. You can choose which one you want to hear. Choose your own adventure. About. I like this. All right. So we can talk about healthcare for our LGBTQIA community. We can talk about how cities think about growth. We can talk about overfishing, or we can talk about people who throw confetti everywhere. <laughs> uh, it sounds like everybody needs to go out and vote. <laughs> that's that's like should be the next one. Yeah, these are loaded. Joseph, what would you? I like? go with four. I want the confetti one. Yeah, I, I think we need to go with the that. light, uh, the I, lightest I think, topic. I think you've got a, a flaming hot take on confetti, <laughs> and we we want to hear it. All right, confetti. Oh my gosh, people, stop it. <laughs> like, this is bad. It's bad. It's bad. All right. Now, like, if your confetti is made out of like biodegradable materials, throw it to your heart's content. Love it. Do mm -hmm. your thing. If it's but like made out of cornflakes or something, just yeah, let it loose. Why not? Why not? But like, every year, every year around graduation, I'm walking across the little bridges between. Uh, Rubush and mm. Armstrong. You have these beautiful bridges, and people like to have their pictures taken near the bridges for graduation, and also for various other celebrations. Um, but it, every year, because people want to have their picture taken there, they want to have props. And what's <laughs> a great thing to do is to throw confetti <laughs> in the air and look like you're happy about life while someone takes a picture of you doing <laughs> it. So then there's confetti all over the ground, and no one picks it up. Right. So there's and in the water. stars yeah. and there's little like graduation cap things. And I find myself every spring around graduation time, like like on my hands and knees picking up the little pieces of confetti. Um, because yeah, we do have wildlife. The wildlife eats the confetti. Uh -huh. um, and even if it doesn't, I mean like who raised you to think that that was okay? <laughs> really, I wanna talk to your mom, then I wanna talk to your grandma, <laughs> then I wanna talk to your great grandma. <laughs> And people are like, why are you talking to me? Um, uh, <laughs> and I just, I just want to know, like, where does that come from? That, like, that sort of, like, like we get a, um, a free pass on littering. It's like the same thing as, like, like balloon launches. Mm. Yeah. Like I, when I was a kid, we used to do this in my elementary school. We'd mm -hmm. be like, let's see where someone finds this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like, let's murder turtles. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> the duck that choked. Yeah. Which would be a great children's story. The duck the that duck choked. That choked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like by Dr. <laughs> Ryan Roman. Yeah, Read by Scott King. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you and this is what gives me hope, is that if you are on your hands and knees picking up confetti and someone else walks by and sees that you are doing this. More often than not, they'll help. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so I think it just, it, it takes on one side people not doing that thing. Don't do that thing. And on the other side, if there is something that needs fixed that's small, that needs picked up, that needs helped, do that thing. Mm -hmm. It will inconvenience you. It will take time, but it will make the place better for everyone else. So that's what I got. That's my hot take. I can't even imagine nice. if we went down the healthcare barrel. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my I just gosh. went off about confetti. I Probably agree with you. Also, I, I have participated in several bachelorette parties where I just sit there and go, "Why are we making a mess?" Or gender, <laughs> so gender it's reveals. just, "Why are we making a mess?" Yeah. We're just, yeah. oh, "Why yeah, are the, we the doing this?" We're just creating waste. Yeah. yeah. 
just yeah, I'm with you. In the outdoor piece, huge, huge, absolutely. And, and gender reveals. Yeah. come on. Like these oh. became popular right at the time that we started talking about like how gender is yes. fluid. Yes, and right. Like, we what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, yeah. like this is blue sparkles. Okay, yay. Pink sparkles. This is bad. I think from here on out, the only color for gender reveal should be like green. Yeah. Just appear like people like. <laughs> I, it's I a know. human. Green, yellow, <laughs> 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 orange. Congratulations, you're having a person. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the background, sometimes you can see like one of the parents go, mm. like like they have this look of like like worry or disappointment yeah. on their faces, and like that's the like this is what we're doing. The and kid will see this. The child <laughs> is going to see that like the daddy wanted a girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, the psychological impact 10 years yeah, from now, starts, Scott. There you go. There's a study in there somewhere. Before they're even born. Yep. And then they get so. socialized a certain way. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that was that was great. Yeah, right. I, lo I love the choice of hot takes, too, because you have so many of them. Yeah. yeah I, have me back. I'll, I'll yell about it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> We've been here. I've been here for 12 years, been to like 12 graduations, didn't know that confetti was an issue. But those bridges, yeah, especially the conservatory students, because you're over, you know, among the bridges. I bet they yeah. like to take their... They're, they're glamour shots. Oh, blame it on the conservatory. Yeah. <laughs> I see what that, you're that's doing. What, that's what I do. I don't know. I don't know. Because if I ever see someone in the act, there will probably, like, like if you hear, like, like the sound of, like, angry chipmunk in the distance, that's me yelling at <laughs> 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 Ryan's got somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. How about a buzzword? Can you break down a buzzword that you try to embody in your work here at SU? Yes, this was the one that I almost forgot as I was walking over, and Scott helped me remember. Um, so I think buzzwords are silly, just because... Well, All right, moving on. Next yep. All right, yeah. that's, that's a hot take. Okay. <laughs> that's why they are buzzwords, right? Like, yeah. they become overused. But I, I like this word, authenticity. Um, and, and I don't try to embody it. It's just what comes out of my face. Yeah. Like, if you say, Ryan, what is your opinion on this? I will tell you my opinion. It might not be awesome. It might be <laughs> like in front of like people who like like matter a lot and you probably shouldn't hear your unvarnished opinion. But like I think we get into a lot of trouble as a society by letting people who are making decisions think that they're making a good decision when you have information that that shows that they are not or that they need to think about something else. So authenticity, do your thing. And you know, in front of my theory students, I am, I'm pretty damn silly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like that's who I am. And if I can bring that joy to what we're doing, then hopefully they will be inspired by that and understand that teaching isn't like all sorts of like rah, 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 rah. teaching, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Joey, is what is that you, like? You help someone learn. Is that it? Things. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a wonderful experience. Yeah, and the, the first thing, Ryan, that you said there, was something about you can't what – did, what did you say first? <laughs> no, I don't no, know. It was about being authentic, but I thought, like, yeah, if someone is trying to be authentic, then they're not actually authentic, right? Because you – by being authentic, you're being yourself, and, like, you shouldn't have to think about, you know, what is it to be myself. You might authentically be non-authentic. Ooh, maybe. Oh, that that is probably, like, a, um, like, like a – it's very meta. Well, it's also like like a, a like a disorder, right? Like like, mm. like that could be like a sociopath, right? Mm. True. But yeah. I think yeah, I mean it boils down to like like truthfulness. Like are you going to walk around every day thinking about who people want to be or are you going to 
are you just going to do your thing? Because yeah. that's way easier. <laughs> Unless you're a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even uh, if it's your authentic self, hold that back. All right. And I, I keep thinking about the duck who choked. I can't. <laughs> I really want this book to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Uh, so one of our new segments for, for this season uh, is called Superlatives. This is where we get our, our guests get a chance to talk about their fill-in-the-blank here performance ever. This could be their best performance, their most memorable, their worst, their most embarrassing. So our guests get to pick which type of performance this is for their blank performance ever. Ryan, you chose to go with best performance, correct? I think so. And, and, and because the problem is we remember our worst performances as if it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Those are the things, like that's the musician version of like waking up at 3 a.m. and thinking about like that stupid thing you said to someone. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and why did I do that? Like like you, you, you know, when you have that quiet moment of introspection, man, like those mistakes, and it could just be a millisecond of mm. sound, but it's not what you wanted and you feel like it affected like a larger performance in a bad way. Um, so yeah, I, let's not dwell on that too much. But the recording that we played earlier, um, I have to say, has three of the best notes I have ever played in my whole Wow, in that career. snippet that we heard. In that yeah. snippet. And so when I have a day when I'm just really not feeling good about like myself as a performer, um, I, I just put that CD in and I just listened to, <laughs> to oh. like, like that minute yeah. of music. I'm like, yeah, okay, you got this. Like, you know how to do that. Like. Um, uh, because there's there's something there's something about getting something so right that it kind of just makes you feel like like you've made the right decision all along. Because really, who's like wakes up and is like, I'm going to be a bassoonist today? <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. You do, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah, like that. That is uh, one of my proudest achievements. Was playing three notes in a row exactly how I wanted them to. Out go. of the millions of notes you've played in your life. Yeah, because a lot of them are fine. Yeah. They're like people. Yeah. People are fine, <laughs> you know. But then every once in a while, some of them really suck. Yeah. Like, well, I hate you. I'm going to try not to be in your presence anymore. But then every once in a while, you meet a real gem, and you think, you know what? That was worth it. Yeah, and we should focus on them. What a way to look at just it. Just like we should focus on the, the best notes, right? Not necessarily the jerks yeah. or the notes that, that, you know, we played wrongly, but human tendencies to, like, remember the bad stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, of course. And just think about all the people in your life who, like, day to day passed in and out, and they were fine. Unsung heroes. Yeah. Hmm. I'm feeling a lot of what you're saying today, Ryan. I'm loving this. Um, <laughs> all right, new topic, new segment, I should say. Ask it forward. So because you're our first guest of this season four, we don't have a question for you, but you get to propel this segment forward, okay? So you're going to ask a question that we will then ask our next guest that we will have on next month. Uh, you got it? You ready? We ready? I might as well announce the next guest. Go ahead. Guest. That's what yeah. I was kind so of wondering. Okay, fits. go ahead, yeah. Scott. So our next guest in October is going to be Dr. Carly Vigna, who plays percussion and teaches percussion in the conservatory. Yeah. So, Ryan, do you have a question for Carly? Oh, Carly, she's rad. Like, like, if you ever get a chance to see her perform, like, amazing. Um, inspiring and just a really cool person. So you're going to have a 
great time with her. Um, so I always have trouble narrowing things down. So you get you get a silly question and then you get a real question. Okay. Love all it. Right? Mm -hmm. So silly question um, is I'm a bit of a, um, a bird fan. I love birds. I don't want to learn too much about them, but like I think they're cool. <laughs> Not like Larry Bird. Oh, uh, yeah. That, he's <laughs> tall. He played for Celtics. The yeah. Celtics. Yes. Right. Back in the 80s and 90s. Yes. Yeah. I remember that vaguely. <laughs> I also remember um, uh, McDonald's. Uh, they had great commercials with Larry Bird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like like there was like the whole like when the, the, they were allowed to have pro players in the Olympics for the first yeah. time. Yeah. 92. Yep. Yeah. That was the a dream deal. team. And not Harry F. Bird School of Business. No. We don't we don't mention that bird anymore. That's different. We, you just did though. Yeah. So strike this. We Sean, don't talk about producer, Bruno. Delete yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, so okay, we so were on birds. This is like a real like you ever hear that term around Robin Hood's barn? Yeah, round to take the really long way. Okay. We went round Robin's Hood's barn. So huh. that's what we've just come back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. Um so I wanna know what Carly's favorite bird is. Oh. I just want to know. I hope that's the serious question. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and if she says Larry Bird? I hope she says Sue so Bird. Good. Yeah. You, you're lost. It's okay. <laughs> What's your serious question? Serious question is, can you share one of those pivotal moments when you felt your life change? Ooh. I like that question. This is going to be a good segment, I think. Yeah. Because our guests have way more creative and more insightful questions than we ever do. <laughs> Especially Agreed. if they're all like Ryan. Um, so I like that. This is going places. All right, Carly, hopefully you listen to this episode and you'll have a little bit of heads up of what questions come in your if way. If not, we'll find out in a month. Yeah, we'll find out <laughs> if you heard it or not. So shall we take it home? Let's do it. All right, Ryan, is there anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Any performances? Things you want to tell people about? Oh, my gosh. Um, there are so many amazing things going on at the conservatory. We do over 300 performances a year mm, wow. between professional and student um, performances. So any one thing would be hard to pick out. Um, but I would love to give a shout out to Courtney Riley and her team because they're the ones who make all of those performance, uh, performances happen. Um, so just hop on the internet, find something that you love, go see it because there's nothing better than than live arts cool yeah awesome. for sure all right well we need to thank our sponsor of the day uh, our sponsor for this episode is su's emergency alert system it uh it keeps us on our toes fill in the blank keeps us on something if you don't sign up for these alerts i would encourage you to yes they're a treat <laughs> it will keep you on your toes you'll be alerted thunderstorms to, to things real and pretend but we do appreciate the emergency alert system for those times when it is a real emergency so our email address <laughs> buzzwords at su.edu send us something i actually didn't check that before this episode we Sounds, might have that's on brand we might have yeah. a whole summer's worth of oh, emails yeah. waiting for us the um, people want to have their emails read we'll find out the website, subuzzwords.podbean.com. As we said, next month, our guest is going to be Dr. Carly Vigna, Assistant Professor of Percussion, so be sure to tune in for that. Thank you, Ryan, for being a great guest. Thank you, this Ryan. Thanks, Thank Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for Performing series of Ryan, podcasts. Ryan, I think you were authentically yourself today, so thank you for uh, that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
Indeed. I'm going to go out back and kick puppies, but. (laughs) 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 I'm inspired to choke a duck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So until next month, keep on buzzing. Keep on buzzing. (laughs)